Welcome to the Glory Generation Podcast. Here's your host, James Starr. Hey, it's James Starr here, and today I want to share with you an amazing prophecy about the Holy Spirit found in the book of Isaiah and what it means for your life today, all right? So before I really get into the prophecy about the Holy Spirit, I want to lay the context of what's happening in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30. I'm going to start with verse 15, and this is an amazing portion of Scripture. I'm going to read it and then break it down a little bit so it's easy to understand. So in verse 15 in Isaiah 30, this is what he says. He says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning to me and resting in me, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. So Isaiah is speaking to a group of people where God has said, In repentance and rest, or in returning to me and resting in me, is your salvation or will you be saved? You know, it's it's amazing that, that God gives us some things in the Bible that are not mysterious at all. They're not hard to do at all. You know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. That's a very simple thing to do, to be still. But it's not easy, right? And so God is just saying, if you would be still, if you would repent and if you would rest in me, then that is where your salvation will be found. You know, one of the ways to grow in intimacy with the Holy Spirit is to truly take uh, quiet times during the day where you turn off the phone, you turn off the social media, you turn off the TV, you turn everything off, you get alone with the Holy Spirit, and you just be quiet, and you allow Him to speak to you. You allow Him to know that He is the one that you're focusing on. You allow Him to know that you that He is the one that you're turning into. And the Bible says, as you take those quiet times, and you focus your eyes on Him, and you turn into Him, and you just rest in His presence, that is where your salvation is found. You know, some of the greatest ideas that I have had for ministry or life or business or family, has been in times of quietness where all I did is I said, Jesus, for these next few minutes, I'm not going to say any words. I'm not even going to pray in tongues. I'm just going to rest. I'm just going to be still and I'm just going to wait upon you. It's powerful when you begin to do this. And then he goes into verse 16 and he says, and you said, no, we will speed our own course on horses. Therefore, you will speed and flight from your enemies. You said we will ride upon swift steeds, doing it our own way. Therefore, will they who pursue you be swift, so swift that 1,000 of you will flee at the threat of one of them. At the threat of five, you will flee till you are left like a beacon or a flagpole on the top of a mountain and like a signal on a hill. So what's this verse saying? He's saying there are people where God has given this invitation to that you can come in and through repentance and rest, you can have your salvation. But people have denied God and said, you know what? I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to do it the way that I think it should be done. And God says, listen, if you do that, you're going to struggle. There are people, and, and I have been in this before. I have found this in my own life. There have been days where I tried to do things my own way. I try, And I ended up working myself like crazy working 12 14 hours a day doing it my own way but I realized that what if I would just set apart time every day to be quiet be still and look to Jesus that things would begin to change and this is so true so then he goes on to say this 
Verse 18, And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious to you, and therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. The Bible says in uh, in the Amplified Version in verse 18, Blessed are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him. For his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless, unbroken companionship. And then verse 19 says this, O people who dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. This is amazing. If you're in Christ Jesus, you are part of Zion. And the Bible says the people that dwell in Zion, he says you will not weep anymore. He said the time of your weeping will be over, right? And he says God will be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. And when God hears your cry, when God hears your cry, he will answer you. And then verse 20, it says, And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes will constantly behold your teacher. The teacher is the great Holy Ghost. The teacher is the spirit of truth that Jesus said would come into our life and he would begin to teach us all things. He would remind us of everything that Jesus had said. He would show us things to come. The teacher is the Holy Spirit. And this prophecy says that there was a day coming, which is now today, that your eyes will constantly behold your teacher and he will not be hidden. I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit is not hiding himself. He is not He is not so mysterious that no one could have a relationship with him. Of course, his ways are beyond our ability to completely understand right now. But he has given us full access. If we would call upon the name of Jesus, you have access to the Holy Spirit in full. The Bible even says in Colossians that in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead and that we are filled also with the fullness of the Godhead, which includes the Holy Spirit. So we have access to him. And the Bible says that our eyes will constantly behold our teacher. This is amazing. This is amazing. And then it says this, and it says this, verse 21, And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand uh, and when you turn to the left, and then you will defile your carved images overlaid with silver and your molten images plated with gold. You will cast them away as a filthy bloodstained cloth and you will say to them, be gone. That speaks of the idols in our life. When you have relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will hear his words in your ears. You will hear his direction in your heart and he'll say, go this way or go this way. And sometimes it will just be an impression in your spirit. It'll be what you're sensing, what you're feeling. God will be leading you by the Spirit of God. And one of the things that He leads you into is into a place in your life where you begin to crush and take down every idol that you've worshipped. Maybe an idol in your life is TV. Maybe it's people that you've worshipped. Maybe it's a, a hobby that doesn't bring glory to God. But the Holy Spirit will lead you into destroying every idol that exists in your life. He is a God. He's awesome. He's a God of grace. He's a God of comfort. You don't have to have everything right in your life 
to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But you must obey Him and obey Him quickly when He leads you to do something. So the Holy Spirit is awesome. And we have this awesome revelation, this awesome truth today that we have the ability to live in a way where our eyes can constantly behold Him. You know, the Bible says also in the New Testament that that God would make a covenant with us in this day, that our sins and our iniquities He would remember no more. And the only way that can happen is because the blood of Jesus, the agency of the blood, goes into your life and destroys the record of sin that was against you, the history of sin that you can remember. God brings the blood of Jesus to that place in your life, and the blood destroys the record of sin, so that Jesus, so that God, when He looks at you, He cannot remember the sin because it has been destroyed. And it also says part of this new covenant is that from the least to the greatest, we would all be taught by God. The Holy Ghost is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your friend. He's amazing. You can call upon Him today. You can ask Him for help today. And He will reveal Himself to you, in you, and through you, and He will be the Spirit of might in your life that will accomplish everything that God desires to do in you and through you. He's amazing. So call upon Jesus today. Ask Him that you might be able to have the ability to see the Holy Spirit constantly, because this Word says that your teacher will not hide himself anymore, that God will show you grace, that God will show you love, that God will bless you, I pray that this word just blesses you today, gives you joy today. You know, sometimes the the power of transformation is not just in uh, practical things that we do. There are things that we do, right? We pray, we worship, we sing praises to God, we fast, we study the Word of God. But sometimes transformation in our life, sometimes the ability to be changed, to be transformed, is as simple as understanding the Word of God. It's as simple as seeing a truth in a different light. Maybe this is a truth you have not seen before. But I'm telling you, just the understanding, just you hearing it and just you releasing faith in it is enough to change the dynamic of your relationship with God and take it to a new level. So I pray that this has blessed you today. I pray that it helps you and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Glory Generation today. As a reminder, we would love for you to subscribe and review. We love hearing your feedback, stories, and testimonies. Also, please share the podcast with your friends and help us raise up a generation of radical believers that will see the glory of God invade every area of life.